Today I'm joined by the Atlanta Police Chief as my sheriff and our sheriff, Sheriff Patrick Labat. Um, we are here today about a grand jury indictment that was returned. Um, that What's included going on, everybody? Not just Jeffrey Williams, which is of some notoriety in media. No, not just fucking young thug. God damn it, Simba Ali, we're in the fucking building. We're finna clean up these fucking streets. I know that much. Yeah, man, it's time. It's time to clean up the streets and address the situations that need to be addressed. You demons, you steppers, you killers, you black serial killing motherfuckers have gotten out of control. You guys had a nice run, though. You got to think about that. You guys, you street killing thug, serial demon steppers, shooters, the killers, the steppers, the demons. You guys know the savages. Got you guys all scared. All the niggas in my generation who know better... You know, you know better. You're supposed to be saying some got all you niggas in the house. Me, Hassan Campbell, Charleston White, and obviously this black queen right here. Let's give her fucking props. We're going to play this. Um, Yeah, Young Thug just got fucking indicted. And I was wondering, what took everybody so goddamn long? Why did it take everybody so long to realize that Thug, Young Thug was a musical hitman? He's the black version of Aaron Hernandez. Young Thug is the hip-hop nappy-headed black half-Haitian version of fucking Aaron Hernandez. And the YSL blood gang is terrorizing Fulton County, Fulton County, Atlanta. But it's not just them. All across black communities in America, we're being terrorized by these goddamn worthless cockroaches. I call them cockroaches. They need to be stepped on and killed. I'm actually working on a script. I'm working on a script called Archangels, where a group of paramilitary black men come back from the war they come back from the war over there in Afghanistan and they start just mercilessly just killing every nigga involved in gang shit. Any nigga that's involved in gang gang and gang killings and promotion of criminality. Yes, this group of archangels, demolition men, snipers, killers, people that actually know what war looks like and feels like and know that you shouldn't be putting it upon your own people. You know what I'm saying? These, it, it, I'm, I'm working on a movie. But anyway, let's get back. Let's let this black queen talk. We're going to have a great day. We're potting today. Talk to my boy, Mr. Neil. <clears throat> we're going to have Mr. Neil on the show. Me and him are going to go back and forth about a few things. This subject might come up. This isn't the base of our subject. We're actually talking about something else. But this might come up when me and him talk. I got Mr. Neil coming on the show. <laughs> I got Kali Terry, the owner of Life Juices, coming on the show. I got a bunch of guest people. Yeah, man, we're about to have a whole lot of fun. But anyway, let's get back to the shit. A black queen is talking, so everybody shut the fuck up, right? A lot of people say, Simba, you talk bad about black women. No, I don't. I'll never talk bad about a black woman. You fucking Megan the Stallion, City Girl, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj type bitches. I'll pour, I'll piss on your face. I'll take a shit in my hand and rub it in your face, you fucking savage hoe. You're a whore. You're a cocksucking whore, fucking bitch. But when a black queen woman talks, and how do you know what's a black queen? That's what they'll say. Simba, how do you know the difference between Megan the Stallion, City Girls, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and the whores, and the fucking lowlife whore bitches, the trap queens, and when a black woman is talking, you can hear your ancestors. If I cannot hear my ancestors in your vibrations, in your energy, if I can't feel like, oh, yeah, that's connected to my people, then fuck you, man. Fuck you. you know what I'm saying? So when this woman start getting up here talking about, man, bringing pressure on gang people, I loved it. Now, I, I do want to know how the fuck did Jack Harlow's name come up in this, but let's just go.
attention, but about 28 defendants that operated within our community between the time period of 2012 and 2022. Um, it is our allegation that they operated as a criminal street gang and commenced to do havoc in our community. That havoc includes... You see how she says our community. You see that? That's why I love this woman. God, please protect this woman. She said, these fucking cockroach, demon stepper, killer cockroach, worthless scum bucket motherfuckers who all deserve to be killed. I think certain people deserve to be killed. I think if you're a stepper, you're a demon, you're a nigga that loves to, I got bodies on bodies and I'm a body man, I'm a shooter. We need this round all you guys up, put you in a plastic bag and kill you, okay? But what I love is that this woman is talking about our communities, She's not talking about, you know, these communities as if it's some foreign place she knows nothing about. She's saying this is my backyard. You fucking criminal minded fucking delinquent motherfuckers are running rampant and it's time to put a stop to it. Um, crimes of violence, um, crimes of thefts, crimes involving drugs. I've made no secret about it, nor any apology that as the district attorney of Fulton County, my number one focus is targeting gangs. And there's a now why would it be that? Why would be, why would it be a, her number one focus targeting gangs if police violence is the thing that we worried about? Right. You just seen Candace Owens. We're going to talk about that. Candace Owens ran up on the Black Lives Matter bitch whore that fucking cum guzzling witch bitch. That come guzzling whore bitch and all you Black Lives Matters. Anybody out there loving and supporting Black Lives Matter, I hope that you choke on a dick sideways. And that goes for family and friends. If you're a Black Lives Matter supporter, please suck a dick on your personal time. A dick that's too big for your mouth. And I hope you gag and choke on it. Yeah, Candace Owens ran up on the mansion and she couldn't get past the white security guard. Isn't that funny? Black Lives Matter has a white security guard. So they got us thinking that police brutality is the number one issue facing black people. Oh my God, the police are going to get us, the police. Meanwhile, Young Thug, NBA Young Boy, King Von, all these fucking rappers. <clears throat> I know King Von's not with us anymore, but goddamn, can we speed up the process? We need this to speed up. Look, <clears throat> I'm through feeling sorry. I, I used to feel sorry about the pop smokes. and the Look, I want all these guys round up, killed, and put in jail. Can we kill all the niggas that promote death and criminality in the black neighborhoods? Can we just put them all in a plastic bag and just light that motherfucker on fire? Don't put them in jail because they might escape jail. We need to kill these motherfuckers, man. I am with this sister right here, man. I'm with this. And if you're not on this type of time, then you're a bitch. And it's okay. You're a bitch. You're a pussy. I know a lot of niggas. I grew up with a lot of niggas that are bitches and pussies. They was tough when we was coming up. These niggas is bitches, pussies. They got businesses. They're doing all kinds of shit. You're a bitch and a pussy if you don't got the same kind of energy for the demons and the steppers that you would have for police officers, right? Isn't it funny how one police officer can kill a nappy-headed nigga named Dante something in Minneapolis, and now that one cop, he didn't kill a bunch of niggas, that one officer just killed one nappy-headed nigga. He just killed one little nigger, one nappy-headed nigger. And all of the history of slavery has to get put on his doorstep. Every police officer that has been killed, every nigga that's been killed by a police officer has to go at... Officer Chauvin's footstep. He only killed one nigga. I ain't killed a bunch of niggas. I killed one junkie nigga with fake 20s. And now you guys want to put the whole pressure of police brutality and slavery and everything on my doorstep. Why don't we do that with the steppers? Why when the steppers kill somebody, why don't we put all the anguish and all the tears of all the black mothers who have ever cried at a funeral because of some gang shit? Why don't we put that on their doorstep? 
That's just what I want to ask. Keep going, though, sister. I'm sorry. I ain't keeping the reason for that. They are committing conservatively 75 to 80 percent of all of the violent crime that we are seeing within our community. And did you hear that, you stupid black motherfuckers? I know it's hard when you eat Popeye's fried chicken. I know it's hard to get the grease out of your mouth. You fucking nigger. You big, big nostril, big lip. You bangy nigger. Did you hear that? 80 to 75% of all violent crimes that go on in the black neighborhood come from these gang gang, blood, crip, GD, vice lord, BD, gang gang. Not police officers, none of that shit. Not the Italian mob, not the Irish mob, not the triads, not the Asian. It's you fucking gang gang niggas that make records. And we idolize you niggas. Lil Dirk. Yeah, the Lil Dirks, the NBA young boys, all the you niggas, the uh, Kodak Blacks. Yeah, I got a... I got a lot of little cousins and younger brothers and younger niggas in the hoods. They love Kodak Black, but they don't like what I say. They'll listen to Kodak Black talk about the most gruesome murders. They'll listen to Kodak Black talk about, yeah, I shot you. You shouldn't have been there, nigga. You knew he was beefing with that nigga. I seen you and I killed you and it didn't matter you were innocent. You're just a black nigga, but you know him. And I, Kodak Black says some scary shit. My, my younger brothers and my younger cousins and younger younger people they have no problem with what kodak black says but when i get on my podcast and say hey you big nostril nip nigga they'll be like how can you you gotta find a different way to do it shut up you pussy ass niggas slap you in your fucking mouth your mother should have probably aborted you we'll talk about that on roe versus wade <laughs> yeah a lot of niggas i know should have been aborted put in a cup yeah put in a fucking cup and froze and nigga will try it again you're fucking worthless if you're not out here trying to save the next generation, Kendrick Lamar album got me feeling good. Did you guys hear the, what's it called? The hard part, the hard part five shit got me feeling good, but let's keep listening to the D district attorney of Fulton County. Finally got young thugs ass. Did you guys, have you guys not been paying attention to young thugs fucking records? He talks about shooting niggas so many times they catch on fire. Young thug is a serial killer. If you listen to his music, he's a serial fucking killer, but yet and still, He's able to go on this long. My niggas couldn't sell, nigga, they wouldn't even let my niggas have the idea of selling drugs. As soon as it got out in the street that my niggas had anything to do with drugs, they snatched them off the streets within like fucking three months. You mean to tell me that Young Thug has had a total of 10 years talking about killing this person, killing this person? They've spread the YSL blood gang all through Fulton County with the help of hip hop? Hip hop is why they did it. Listen, Young Thug's broke, stinking, skinny, no dressing, worthless ass. I agree. Fathers, broke fathers should not have kids. So that means Young Thug should be aborted. Young Thug said it. He said it. Young Thug said he believes that if you're broke, you shouldn't have kids. Yeah, Young Thug, well, your father wasn't shit. So you shouldn't be here. And if you weren't here, your baby mother would be alive. And other people would probably be alive, you fucking demon. But let's get back on track. YSL, hip-hop is why Young Thug became so powerful. That's why Birdman, hip-hop, he's got to get money, better ammunition, bigger weapons. So now whoever he was beefing with, them niggas was shooting revolvers at each other. Now Young Thug has a number one selling record, and he can buy better and bigger guns. He can buy more Young Steppers. He can buy more influence. He can do more things. You guys don't understand that? Hip-hop is the tool. It's the greatest commercial for criminality. You guys don't understand it, but let the fucking district attorney keep talking. I'll shut the fuck up. So they have to be rooted out of our community. I said just a week or two ago, it does not matter what your notoriety is, what your fame is. If you come to Fulton County, Georgia, and you commit crimes, and certainly if those crimes are in furtherance of a street gang, that you are going to become a target and a focus, focus of this district attorney's office, and we are going to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. I agree with Chief Bryant. What you see, 
yesterday and what you will see in the upcoming months and years Get him, girl. is the result of a lot of hard work by both the Atlanta Police Department and this office. Um, we are proud to bring forth this indictment and hopefully to bring justice to a lot of the community who was victimized through the course you see in this indictment. But more importantly, the most important thing that we are here to do is to keep this community safe. And we believe removing these 28 defendants will keep Fulton County safer. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. God damn. See, that's what I'm talking about. We're here today in the North Star Podcast. Shout out to all my truckers out there. Shout out to my Lyft drivers, everybody out there that rocks with the podcast. You know what we're doing. We're going to have a great show today. I just wanted to play a little bit of that. You can look um, <clears throat> you can look it up a little bit more if you want to on YouTube. Um, Young Thug uh, indicted on murder charges, criminal conspiracy charges, theft, murder, robbery, pillaging, plundering, pirating. Okay? The nigga's charged with pillaging, plundering, and pirating and fucking... All kind of debauchery, okay? This motherfucker been out. And I'm like, what took niggas so long? God damn, the good guys don't. Matulu Shakur. Matulu Shakur is sitting in prison right now still. And guess who's out of jail? NBA young boy is out of jail. God damn right. Guess who's about to get out of jail? YNW Schmelly. Whatever that fucking little demon nigga. You know the little demon nigga that set up his best friend to get killed. They're all petitioning for him to get out of prison. Gilly the Kid wallowed. All the black people in the black communities are petitioning and signing and siding on the side of the black serial killers. That's the culture. That's what we're going to talk about today, people. Our culture. Now, I talked about it on the last podcast where I said that black culture, what was known as black culture, which ultimately created hip hop culture, the black has been taken out and now it's just hip hop. It's just a musical culture that everybody can get into, right? So Kendrick Lamar comes out, uh, I think it was maybe three, four days ago, and drops a new song that's got everybody going crazy. All my friends, yeah, the bitch-ass niggas. All them bitch-ass niggas I went to school with, grew up in my neighborhood and did music with, you bitch-ass niggas. Six years ago, on Kendrick Lamar's last album, when Kendrick Lamar did Damn, ever since Kendrick Lamar did Damn, I've been posing questions about the black community. Hey, man, what's up with this culture? Hey, man, what's up with this street shit? Hey, man, what the fuck is going on? We We march and get mad about one police shooting and then 10 little babies can get killed in the black community and we just act like nothing happens everything that Kendrick Lamar almost addressed in this one song I've been saying since his last album and all of my friends from music and all my niggas I grew up with and all my family members and cousins everybody you're lost man you just don't know you're just lost you're just detached you just ain't been in the hood I can't believe I talked to some of my younger cousins younger brothers and these niggas try to act try to make it seem like I'm detached like I'll quote like uh, lyrics, I'll quote lyrics from rap music and I'll quote lyrics and shit like that. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Some niggas ain't talking like that no more. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Gucci man just said this, this, this. When did he say that? Man, Gucci man ain't talking about like that no more. But then you hear Bobby Shmurda talk about nigga, I shoot the auntie, shoot the auntie, shoot the auntie. Did you guys hear that shit? I'm gonna play. Let me see if I can find this Bobby Shmurda shit. This nigga said, I'm going to shoot the auntie, shoot the mama, shoot the aunties. Did you guys not hear that shit? Did you guys hear that? That nigga said, I'm going to shoot his auntie, shoot his mom, I'm going to shoot his dad, I'm going to shoot his kill, I'm going to shoot. 
nigga, what are you niggas talking about, nigga? But what I realized is that's just the way that they try to placate and try to, what's the word? Try to dodge. That's the new thing. When I come around street niggas and I say certain things, their new thing is to make it seem like, Simba, you ain't been in the hood in a while. That is not how the hood is. Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. Suck my dick, bitch. You motherfucker. I almost want to say you should have been aborted in. God damn it. We're family. When you Simba, you don't know, nigga. When's the last time you've been in the hood? Nigga, you can kill niggas and ride around and be with your kid. No, you can't, you stupid bitch. Fuck are you talking about talking to me? And I can't even have smart conversations with these motherfuckers. It's like, do we are we really having this conversation? You're just trying to prove me wrong. That's your whole thing. You're trying to prove I'm not as smart as I am. You're trying to prove I'm not as good as I am. And that's going to fuck you up. Get the fuck away from me. But anyway, let's get back on point. So Young Thug is indicted in a murder. Is indicted in a group of murders. A RICO act. RICO running in a continuing criminal organization. What the fuck is going on here? And everybody wants to keep acting like, like this is so new and this is something special. We have a problem, people. We have a problem in our community. And there needs to be a civil war between black people and street niggas. I said it. Yeah, I said it. White people did their civil war. Yeah, white people had their civil war. Niggas didn't have nothing to do with that. I mean, we fought in it, but that, we weren't the reason. White people had their own civil war. White people that believe this versus white people that believe that. We got to fight because we can't both co-mingle. We can't both cohabitat, co-habitualize. And that's the same thing that's going on with black, and, black people and niggas. Street niggas. You street niggas that want to bleed and talk criminality. That's all you know. Walk up to a street nigga and ask him about some crime, some street shit, some guns, some killing, some just some, some demonic shit. They'll have all the talking to do. Now ask him about our ancestors. Ask him about some other black thriving communities other than Black Wall Street. Say, tell me a black thriving community other than Black Wall Street. Name some black inventors. Name some historical sites and some historical things that black people have done in this community. Do you know who Frederick Douglass is? Do you, do you know who Denmark Vissi is? Let's talk about our culture. They won't know a fucking thing about it. And, that would let, and that's what let me know. Oh, there's two type of people on planet. There's two type of people in America. There's the street niggas and the niggas who love the worst parts about life. And the worst parts about life are everything that um, the powers that be in America, they will feed street niggas. They'll give you the worst parts of life. I'll give you bitches. I'll give you drugs. I'll give you all the keys to undo your own community. And they love that shit. They love that shit. Street niggas do not want to wake up in the morning and go build a school. Not a street nigga. Street niggas don't want to coach basketball. No, street niggas don't want to um, sit down in board meetings. Street niggas don't want to come up with business proposals. Street niggas don't want to draw blueprints. Street niggas don't want to go to public town meetings. Street niggas do not want to do the work that's needed to nation build. They don't want to do that. That's why the powers that be started to find street niggas and said, hey, a lot, most of your people from your culture are trying to live out the legacy of their ancestors. It's woven deep into their DNA where they feel like they have to get what's rightfully theirs in America, right? Then you have this small little group of nappy-headed, big-nostril Negroes who say, I just want a gang-gang, nigga. I just want to fight. I just want to fuck. I want to fucking fight and do drugs. That's just a small little portion. And we used to be able to control them when there was segregation. When segregation was at play, 
we would go put our hands on these fucking delinquents and we would kill them. I'm going to be honest with you. We would just kill them. We wouldn't talk with them. We wouldn't do anything because we realized how dangerous that energy is. So we would just invite them out to a drink. Come on. Hey, uh, big homie, big Y, and all you gangsters, Crips and Bloods and GDA, can, can you come over here? And we would just fucking dynamite. Explode the niggas up. Bye. Because we cannot have that energy. And white people wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. Oh, some smoke over there in Black Wall Street. Something must happen. Yeah, we just lit a bunch of no good niggas on fire that were trying to start Crips, Bloods, GDs, and Vice Lords. They were trying to start it and they were wanting to sell drugs and they wanted to pimp black women. We lured them to a bar and we fucking destroyed them. Yeah, we can do that under a segregation law, but once this fucking integration happened and fucking murders had to be reported, we couldn't do that anymore. And now it and made them, instead of us killing them, they started to multiply. Real niggas don't die, they multiply. That's true. Real niggas don't die, they fucking multiply. Multiply, they did. All across Harlem, all across the black communities of down south. And then they start going to the migration to the Midwest. And we started migrating them. No good niggas to the West Coast. And they created Crips and Bloods and GDs and Vice Lords. Oh, my God. Now you have a whole culture being created. That's a street culture separate from black people. This doesn't have nothing to do with black people. This is a separate culture that is being created by opportunistic niggas. Lazy, opportunistic niggas who are influenced by television. They watch TV. They watch Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and they like, oh, I want to have that. Motherfucker, shut up. Fuck you mean you want a yacht? You want a yacht? Yeah, and I'm going to sell dope to get it perfect. So now you have a bunch of people who are mesmerized by television and all these thoughts of grandeur that's not based and rooted in reality. And with the help of integration, we got a new set of leaders. We got a bunch of Al Sharpton and Reverend Jesse Jackson, Pop Martin Luther King from the fucking window. Yep, killed Malcolm X's ass in fucking Harlem. Now we got Louis Farrakhan, and we got, uh, what was the other nigga? Jesse Jackson. We got a bunch of these black niggas. The nigga that got hit with the Breck, John Lewis. Yeah, we got all these fucking bitch-ass niggas who are scared to go and grab one of these gang niggas and fucking choke the shit out of them. You see this black woman that's on there, the district attorney? She's putting pressure on gang niggas. If Jesse Jackson would have did that, if the nigga that got hit with the brick, John Lewis, would have did that, if fucking Farrakhan would have did that, Farrakhan, hey, let's take a time out for a second. Why is so many fucking criminals and low-life pieces of shit killers that kill black women tied to the nation of Islam? Why, when I go to prison for murder, do I come out with the nation of Islam? Why does the, the nation of Islam open its doors to so many low-morale, horrible, demonic black people? I want to know why that is. It's like Nation of Islam is almost like the KKK is like the Christian organization for KKK. Didn't, you know, back in the 50s, you would be like, wait a second, how can you be Christians and you got all these KKK fucking shits all over? Shouldn't the KKK, shouldn't Christianity denounce KKK in order for us to, you know what I mean? Same thing with Nation of Islam. God damn, fucking little Dirk's a Muslim. Every nigga that kills a nigga is a Muslim. Every nigga that kills niggas and sells drugs and has a big U, Muslim. God damn, man. Is Wack 100 a Muslim? Shit. Is Sammy, all the killers are Muslims. It's like Muslims don't say, hey man, if you have a record of killing black people, you can't join us. Do you realize that? I can't be a Muslim if I support Donald Trump. Do you understand that? If I have a white woman and I support Donald Trump <clears throat> proudly, I can't be a Muslim. They will not let, you gotta leave that white woman and you gotta stop supporting Donald Trump. Okay, but you mean to tell me little Dirk can gladly promote killing young black babies, 15-year-olds smoking on Tuca? The gangs, there's no call by, by Louis Farrakhan to say, hey, if you talk about 
killing another black person and you promote criminality, you cannot be uh, with the Nation of Islam. It's like he wants them motherfuckers. Yeah, the niggas that killed Malcolm X was part of the fucking Philly mafia. So this all goes back to, the, like I said, <clears throat> black people versus street niggas. We got to have a standoff. And when you hear the district attorney of Fulton County talking like that, that's the standoff when you hear me speaking on the podcast so vigorously, so venomously, so aggressively towards the street niggas. We got to have that energy. When you hear Hassan Campbell fucking putting all this information out about WAC 100, WAC, damn, we might lose WAC. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little bit worried about WAC, especially out there in, in, on that coast. WAC, you might want to get your black ass to the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm worried about my nigga out there on the West Coast, man. He is involved in a lot of shit. He got Big U mad at him. He got a lot of the heads of the higher-ups mad at him. Like, whack, man, please. But anyway, it just makes me go back to thinking, like, damn, how, how interwoven is street shit in black culture? It's almost like you cannot talk about street shit without talking about black shit. When I start saying, man, fuck these street niggas. Fuck a street nigga. I don't give a fuck about a street nigga. Black people feel. You can see it in their face. I can see it when I look at you. You can see that they feel like, oh, you're talking about my blackness. No, I'm talking about criminality. Fuck criminality. Fuck a criminal. Fuck a delinquent. Black people are like, oh, you're talking about me. That's black shit. Oh, my God. Well, they really got us. They got us by the kishkas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got us by the fucking kishkas. You know what I'm saying? Because we do not understand what we were before criminality was woven into our culture. We do have no idea what the mission of black people were before street shit got introduced. What were black people doing before Superfly? You're going to make your fans and bye and bye. But when you lose, don't ask no questions. Why? What were we doing before the gangs and the street shit came? We obviously were on a mission. And that mission was putting fear into the powers that be in this country because we were in financing. We were in agriculture. We were in politics. We were in banking. We were in construction. We're, we were in science and technology. We were in all the fields that all we, we don't even do it now. The only fields that the Negro occupies is entertainment and criminal, criminality, criminality and entertainment. We're not in business. We're not in financing. We're not in import, export. We're not in any kind of goings on of the world, agriculture, nothing. Entertainment, criminality. They build prisons for us and they build goddamn Gold chains, record labels, <laughs> shit for us. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck, how far have we fallen? And why have we fallen this far? Mainly because nobody's out there. Listen, I tell people all the time. When you start a team, when you're coaching a team, you're going to have players with bad habits. You have to address those bad habits to get them to change. If you act like you don't see the bad habits, they'll never change. So that's, it's, this was a natural way that black people were going to go. We were naturally going to kind of, um, experience the streets it was something that black people had to experience we couldn't live our life in america and not experience and feel what it's like to be in the streets that's just something that had to happen but what also needed to happen was there needed to be some kind of um entity energy vanguard to um check that spirit you know just like a parent children's child a child wants to do a lot of things i want to do this i want to do that it's the parent that says hold on man I got to make sure that you're just not out of control here so you can get to live. You know what I'm saying? If you're too out of control at the age of eight, you're never going to live to see 25. You're going to die at 10. See what I'm saying? That's the, that's the job. So it's not the parent's job to say, don't experience anything. 
it's the parent's job to kind of control and also while they're experiencing be a voice of reason so they don't get out of control so they can live to see 25. And that's the same thing with the streets. Yes, it's okay that we experience it a little bit, but where is our black mayors? Where are our black leaders that are in place to kind of make sure that this is just an experience and we move on past this, that this does not become the way of life, that this does not become our culture. That's what the problem was. It's not the experience. It's nothing wrong with having a drink. When you become an alcoholic, that says more about the people that's around you. Where's your mother? Where's your father? Where are your friends? Where's your support system that was supposed to be in place to say, hey, man, it's okay to have a drink. You can't turn into a fucking alcoholic, though, and we're not going to let you. Every time you try to come around us, we're going to be checking you and channeling you and holding you accountable. So you can't comfortably be an alcoholic. And that's what had to happen with street philosophy. Where is our OGs that say, hey, man, go to school. We're going to we're going to stop this shit right here. We're not going to keep promoting criminality, especially when we know who is in charge of it and who profits from our criminality. It'd be different if our criminality was like somehow interwoven in our moving forward. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, no, our criminality that goes against everything that's productive and where we're supposed to be moving for to secure our future for the next generation. So, again, I don't know. You guys figured out black people, street niggas. I think that it, I think that street black niggas, black people are pussy. That's what I personally think. I think it's just more about pussy. Being pussy. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to question the niggas that do the foul shit, right? They'll question Dr. Umar Johnson. They get in a room with Dr. Umar Johnson. Hey, man, what's up with that school, nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's up with that school? They'll quickly say that. You won't ask Big U what's up with Nipsey Hussle. The same nigga, the same group of thugs, tough guys, that would quickly question a Dr. Umar Johnson or they would quickly question a Brother Polite. They'll, they'll, they, they would quickly do it. Big U come around, they won't ask them questions. They don't get so questiony, right? It just makes me wonder. It just makes me wonder. That's all. I just seen <laughs> Haitian Jack was talking about Tupac. I'm like, <laughs> before Haitian Jack came out, everybody loved Tupac. All the street niggas love Tupac. This nigga Haitian Jack comes back around a real shooter. <laughs> Haitian Jack's really about that action. Now niggas are talking, man, Tupac ain't so tough, man. They go, oh my God, nigga. These street niggas got you niggas terrified, nigga. Uh, I get it though. But anyways, yeah, so that was that was kind of the, the topic of today. I just wanted to kind of address that. Let it be what it is. What else was going on in the oh fucking Kevin Samuels is fucking R.I.P. Damn, Kevin Samuels, man. <laughs> All you black bitches out there laughing, Vivica Fox, all you bitches out there laughing, just, that's fucked up. That's really fucked up that all these black women that are supposedly wrapped up in good energy are taking shots at a dead man. Now, Kevin Samuels, I'm sure, is up in heaven, or is up in heaven laughing. I knew them bitches was going to do that. <laughs> I knew them bitches was going to do that. <laughs> Kevin Samuels' new sister's going to get his ass when his ass got out of here. But it is a little weird. How does this nigga die in the care of of a black woman who's a nurse. That's a little shaky. It's a little shaky. It's a little shaky. Yeah, man. Kev, that be, you See, what Kevin Samuels didn't understand is that he was under attack like Hassan Campbell. Like, Hassan Campbell has to be very, very weary and careful about street niggas that he lets around because nine out of every ten street niggas is usually coming around Hassan with foul intentions because of what he talks about, right? Same thing with Kevin Samuels. You're out here 
fucking destroying black women and checking black women and man asking the questions that black men should be asking man you're doing a lot you are the number one target black women aren't sitting around liking you they're trying to plot on you kevin and they finally got one of their nurses to get in there with some fucking uh what's this shit called fentanyl they came in there with some fucking fentanyl and a needle that's what i think happened we're doing conspiracy theory time i think that that fucking lady came in with a needle of fentanyl she fucked fucking kevin samuels to sleep and shot him in his ass cheek with some fentanyl and then that nigga woke up with chest problems nigga and she laughed she probably laughed when that nigga was about to die ha ha kevin samuels i told you i was gonna get you motherfucker i told you black women was gonna get you black lives matter those black lives matter bitches did it the black lives matter bitches with the mansion did it fucking candace owens man let me see what candace Owens. Where Candace Owens at, man? Where, where where did it go? Where that was good information. Candace, Candace, Candace. Where is Candace Owens? Candace was talking that shit. Not it. Is that Candace? There she goes. Candace talk that shit. No, 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 no. no. You guys get no playing this rod. <laughs> Candace was talking that shit. These Black Lives Matter bitches bought a fucking mansion off the murder of Black Life. Yeah, all these babies. That the policing be stopped. You Fucking did like she got everything. Set you free, girl, because I'm about to tell the truth. All right, we're still filming. Bye. Look at this big hey, fat. Folks. Shut up, you big Just fat bitch. Folks to come on. Look at this big fat black bitch. Oh, you, you bangy nose. Shut up, bitch. Asking if there was anyone that I could talk to because I was covering the story. Um, not really going to cut it. And speaking to your white security guard uh, and, and asking if there was anyone that I could talk to because I was white security the story. guard Ooh-y. girlfriend. So bye, 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 bye. Just want to make sure we are. Shut up, man. God damn, it's, hard. it's so hard to watch it on YouTube because you got niggas that always want to smash the like button, click on it. Shut up, nigga. Just fucking roll the footage. That's one thing that I like about white media. White media is so great because they don't ever say smash the like button and subscribe. They just fucking roll the footage. Okay, just roll the goddamn footage. Stop promoting. Stop talking. Your black nigger ass only knows a total of 1,700 fucking words. Okay? And most of them is, you know what I'm saying? In neighborhoods where no black people live. So, Patrice, um, this footage that we've, this story that we're covering is it's a, a significant one. I have always been interested in the fraud that is Black Lives Matter. Your fake tears, your crocodile tears about someone politely ringing your gate and speaking to your white security guard and, and asking if there was anyone that I could talk to because I was covering the story. Um, not really going to cut it, Patrice. This is only going to commit me further to discovering the truth about what you have done with this funding. Black people died. You used their faces to raise money. You demanded that the policing be stopped. You demanded that police officers be defunded, but you've got a private security detail um, outside of million dollar homes. It just doesn't work this way, sweetheart. So um, the truth shall set you free or Candace Owens shall set you free, girl, because I'm about to tell the truth. All right. That's right, Candace. Get the ass, Candace. Fucking Candace Owens, man, doing God's work out here. She said, yeah, bitch, you want to tell people to defund the police while you got white fucking police officers guarding your mansion you whore whatever that bitch's name is black lives matter and if you're a black lives matter supporter fuck you fuck you so much destruction and distraction not destruction mainly distraction i don't think they've caused any destruction they haven't hurt anybody they did 
I think they had something to do with Darren Seals' murder. I'm just going to keep it a bean. I think, I think Black Lives Matter had something to do with Darren Seals' murder. I'd like the same district attorney that's looking into the Young Thug case. Can you look into the Darren Seals case? I think Black Lives Matter had something to do with it. But in other words, it's not destruction. It's distraction. Distraction. You're keeping black people thinking about a problem that was in the 60s while these fucking gang gang, YSL, blood crip, fucking GD, BD, fucking maniacs are killing our babies. They're killing our babies, man. 15, 14, 13-year-old babies are throwing their lives away. If they're not being killed, they're turning into steppers and demons and crash dummies of these fucking losers, these fat, out-of-shape losers. And it's hurting my fucking heart to just see how people can act like they care but don't. We act like we care about Nipsey Hussle until Big U comes around. We act like we care about Nipsey Hussle till the shitty cuz trial comes up. We act like we care about Nipsey Hussle until a situation arises where it's time for us to stand up and fucking defend his name. Then we run and we cower like bitches. I'm tired. I seen it happen with Tupac. That was, that was my, I told you guys, Nipsey Hussle is the new generation. Mine is Tupac. And I got to watch Whack 100 fucking talk about Tupac not being a gangster or something. Whack, he shot two police officers, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck are you talking about? And of course you can apples and oranges, but what are we doing, Whack? That was my point. What the fuck are we doing when we're trying to tear down Tupac or something? He ain't a thug. He ain't a rider. Yeah, he is. He's all of that shit. Hands in the air if you ever shot at two police officers. None. You street gang banging fucking low life monkeys. Go sit in Pelican Bay in the shoe program. You fucking degenerates. None of you niggas has ever shot or got it on with the police officers. You're too fucking scared. That's why Mexicans kill niggas and niggas kill Mexicans. Why the ABN and the white people sit peacefully. You fucking monkeys. Talk to me about toughing. Nigga, you never, niggas never ever took on the enemy. You guys only take on each other because the enemy allows it. Cowards. That's the mafia mentality told you guys the mafia the history of the mafia started with a group of guys who were ex-military guys in italy they fought in one of them italian wars under mussolini they came back home and they had no skills they had no fucking skills except to kill that's all they could do they could kill but they didn't have any skills so they went around and extorted all the farmers and potato farmers and cow farmers and milk farmers and they went out and said you got to pay us or we will kill you because we know you don't know how to kill. We know that you, you're a good person. So these guys who retired from the Mussolini war started to, they formed a group called the Mafia. And they went around and put pressure on everyday working people of Italian ancestry. They didn't go bother the fucking, who don't Italians like? They didn't go bother the other, who don't Italians like? The Jews. They didn't go over to Israel and start extorting the Jews. They didn't go extort other people. They extorted their own fucking people. And that mentality was passed on because they were like, what? We got to pass something on to these niggas. These black American niggas in America, they have this fucking sharecropper mentality where they know how to work. They know how to read. They know how to add. They, they know how to make shit. And they're going to fucking take America over. We need a new philosophy in the Negro. How about this extort your own philosophy of Italians? Ooh, what do you mean? Yeah, the Italians, they extort their own. Let's make movies about it. Let's make Scarface. Let's make all this super fly. Let's make their culture, the Italian culture, which is extort your own poor. Let's bleed that into the Negro philosophy. It won't work in any other philosophy. The Russians won't take it. The Asians won't take it. Jews won't take it. 
Mexicans will take it. <laughs> the Mexicans will take it. They're, the Mexican, the fucking cartel, that, man, come on. We all know. That's who everybody's scared of. Nobody's scared of the Mexican government. Nobody's scared of the Mexican fucking Secret Service. They're scared of fucking Lame. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're scared of the Mexican cartels, just like in our communities. That's what I'm trying to tell people. We're not worried about the police. Stop, nigga. We, we get happy when we see the police. If you're not a crime, if you're not a criminal, please help me. Get me. Can I walk with you home? Motherfucker? Stop, stop acting. Stop playing the game. Putting these fucking criminal niggas up on hierarchy and pedestals. We love fucking big you. We love the nigga. Fuck all them niggas, man. Them niggas all passed the philosophy of boyhood around. Them niggas all put penitentiary philosophies in our brain. Nigga, the fuck are we worshiping these niggas for? We're scared of them niggas. Say that. It makes sense. When I hear niggas I grew up with, you know, shout out to Big U. And you know what I'm saying? This isn't about, I'm just me speaking. I know Big U came to Minnesota and put a lot of niggas onto the 60s. That's the first Crip gang in Minnesota was the 60s. Big U had a lot to put niggas on. So that mentality is permeating through our neighborhood. That's why I have to get away from niggas. Yeah, man, them niggas will fucking kill me, nigga, the same way Nipsey got killed. And speaking of Nipsey and Big U, what is going on in that, in that shit? How in the fucker? I mean, if you listen to Kendrick Lamar's album, you can even hear that he bleeds certain situations dealing with Big U and Nip, their controversial relationship that was very up in the air until Nip's death, right? We shake hands and then you get the, a brother with the same you know, complexion to do it. There's little hints in there. But what is going on? How does Big U co-sign Nipsey being a snitch for trying to work with law enforcement in order to quell and ease relations in black and brown communities. Big U co-signs him being a snitch for that. But then it comes out, allegedly, that Big U has a phone that's directly connected to the FBI. And that they're talking about solving, stopping crimes and shit. Like Big U's telling on people that are doing crimes with this phone. Allegedly. You guys got to look it up. Let me see. Like I said, if I... I got to be able to lead people to the place. Now, I can't just say shit and not be able to lead you to the thing. So if you go, where is it at here? I want you. That fucking Kendrick Lamar shit got me in a fucking smash, man. That shit. It's amazing. Okay, it says, no, that's not it. Something else. Let's see here. Okay, Whack 100 goes off on Big U. Look that up on YouTube. Type that in. Whack 100 goes off on Big U exclamation point big you a rat now you tap that and you type that into your youtube thing it should be a picture of whack it should be a picture of an officer in the middle that looks like big U's something and then there's big you listen to it but what i'm saying is how does nipsey get murdered for trying to help he's putting he's putting computers he's doing all he's putting businesses the marathon store how does Big U not step up and protect Nipsey? Whatever our be, whatever our situation is, me and him might have something going on. But when I when you hear me talk about him, it's do not touch him. And anybody fucks with Nipsey, you're gonna have a problem with Big U, regardless. Like there, as much as Italians have bled into our philosophy, the right parts of Italian shit didn't bleed in. Like you guys remember in in uh, what was it, Goodfellas? Was it Goodfellas? When they argue with Jimmy the Bats. Remember Tommy and Jimmy Bats got into it? I don't shine shoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all remember that? When Jimmy Bats like, go get your fucking shine box. I don't shine shoes. And they got into it, right? 
Now, even though they got into it and it was heated, Billy Bat said, hey, send the drink down. I'm buying my own drink. What did Robert De Niro say? No, 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 no. Hey, Jimmy, drinks are on the house. Okay? We got to, that. just because me and you yelled at each other and we beefed at each other, that doesn't mean that we're just going to act like you buy your own drinks. No, 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 Jimmy. The drinks are on the house because that's our culture. Our culture is no matter what we just got into it about, when you come home from jail, you do not buy your own drinks, especially if you come to a bar that's owned by one of the guys. You drink all night till you pass out on us. Now, we got in a little argument, told Jimmy, told Tommy to go get his shine box, and there was some yelling. That does not change the fact that drinks on the house. And that's what Big U should have been with Nipsey. Oh, nigga, I heard you fighting with Nipsey. Yeah, fuck Nipsey. Oh, no, 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 no. Nip is loved and protected. You understand me? Nip ain't no snitch. Nip is loved and protected. That's my little homie. I don't want no bad talk, no bad, nothing about Nip. That's just between me and him. Drinks are on the house. But OG niggas can't get like that. They walk around with their two big pants and they walk around with their, their beat up Junior Seiya shoes. You can see when they smile, when they, when they get a little bit of clout, when they get a little bit of recognition on a TV show or a radio station, you can just see they're jumping out of their body. They're so happy for people to be knowing who they are. You didn't do anything worth knowing. I'm sorry. How many men you killed don't matter. It doesn't matter. How much drugs you sold don't matter. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Nobody cares that you did 25 years in prison. Nobody cared that you knocked somebody's eye out in Pelican Bay. Nobody cared that you used to run that little corner over there on 33rd and 3rd. And th Nobody cares about that. It's about touching masses amounts of people with a particular art form. That's what gets recognition. Do you have an art form, gang leader guys? You can't do anything but kill? Then you, get, then you see Nipsey Hussle coming. He ain't, he ain't necessarily got the gang reputation, right? But he has the art form, and he has the beautiful spirit, and he has the manifestation, the, um, the what, 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 what's the word that I'm, looking, that I'm looking for? He has the awareness of his own manifestation, his, his own powers of manifestation. I can create. And so now with that ability, he can now garner the respect and the love and the admiration of a wide, vast, across the whole world with his music. So now you got somebody who probably looked at him until he became famous as a little homie, right? The OGs probably looked at Nip. You just a little nigga. You just a little fucking Irmis fucking Somali nigga. You ain't got no bodies. You ain't never done no real time. Nobody in the street is scared of you from your reputation. Then you drop this album. And you become more famous, more powerful, more loved, more admired than all of our gang little fucking pieces of shit all wrapped in one. Now you got the little niggas talking about Nipsey Hussle, man, Nipsey, man, nip, 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 nip. And the big homies, man, fuck that little nigga. I seen it. I know it. I'm telling you what I seen. Fuck Nipsey Hussle, nigga. The hate comes. All because it goes back to your gang fucking philosophies. We got to do better, man. If black people do not get a hold of the street culture, it's going to eradicate us. It's a fact. We will not have any black. It's not that black people will be gone. We won't have enough. You will see African-Americans in America. I hate even saying that word, African-Americans. You will see Negro Americans in America the same way you see Native Americans. When's the last time you've seen a Native American? It's my question. 
When's the last time you seen a? I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm talking about Indian, Native American. Uh, that. When's the last time you seen that? Somebody's trying to. I told you guys call into the show, but anyways, you haven't seen it, right? It's been a long time since you've seen a Native American. That's how it's gonna be with niggas. I'm like, damn, I ain't seen a nigga, a real nigga. Like, I see Africans, um. I see Africans. I see all kind of shit, but I don't see no niggas. Where are the niggas at? Motherfucker, I told you to call me, dummy. Try to tell people to come on. I don't know why people act like my show is so fucking hard to get. People try to act like my show is the hardest shit in the world. It's easy, nigga. Easy peasy. What's up? Yeah, motherfucker. I'm I'm trying to listen in, man. Oh, I, I always put it up the day after. I record and then put it up the day after. But you can call in of the day of. I, but I can't hear. I can't listen to know the, the like follow along with the subject. Nah, it ain't live. Nope. Uh But it'll okay. be but it'll be up tonight tomorrow. But it's like I said, around eight o'clock, nine o'clock tonight. It'll be up. It'll be up tomorrow. Yeah, I've been thinking I was missing out on you. I'm like, bro, gonna snap on me. Like, nigga, you don't even fuck with me. You don't follow me. Yeah, I'm gonna snap on your ass, man. What the fuck going on, man? Shit, just chilling, bro. Finna get this IT shit done. Learning this IT app development shit. I got a plan for the next shit. Five, six months. I'm gonna get my business popping. You know what I'm saying? Get out here with you, man. I'm all about black excellence, man. There you go. There you go. I see you in the hood. You in the hood. Is that the hood? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. Shit, doing homework, trying to make a few moves, but was trying to follow along. I'm like, damn, man, I've been missing. I know I've been I've been clicking on everything in the bio. That little link, it, it pop up the whole, the whole list of everything. I've been clicking on all of them. Like, I don't got Apple. But I'm gonna click on it and Spotify, and I just see the older show. So it was like, let me at least, you know, hit you up. So you know, I, I ain't forgot about you. I'm going through my shit, but I always trying to keep my ear up to you. I appreciate that. Don't forget that anchor too. That's the number one. If you see that anchor, that'll get you right there. Because sometimes, anchor. yeah, sometimes Spotify and um, iTunes, it takes them a minute for it to load. But that anchor goes right when I upload it. So. Shit, man, I, I'm happy too, man. Neil, Neil, y'all didn't link, man. I've been waiting on it, so I know something big coming. Yeah, Might I'm, be a little yeah, I'm finna kidnap that nigga, big. man. I'm kidnapping Neil, man. That nigga's coming on the show. We finna talk that talk too, cause he be I trying like to. Shit. He comes at me in my messages, narrow with little shit, and I be like, nigga, get your ass on this show. Stop fucking with me. Yeah, hell yeah, man. It's like shit. I'm gonna get my shit popping, though, bro. I promise you, man. Today for tomorrow, that's my shit, and it's a business. So I could speak political. I could make stances on shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't tied down by no 501 shit, no nonprofit shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I show up, we, uh, we there to fight. Like we could talk. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We could talk, but when we talking about racism and black people being proud of who the fuck we is, oh yeah, I'm showing up. To fight. I'm only there because you black. I don't care about nothing before or after that. You know what I'm saying? I'm there because you black. That's it. We we, gonna, we could deal with our in-house, in-house, you know? And yeah, it's like about time, man. 
It's about time, man. We even all stood up. It's like I get it, bro. I get it. You know what I'm saying? If you if you could bang and, and get down like that on somebody that look like you, why you can't stand up for the people that look like you? Shouldn't be no problem. You. That's all I'm saying, Nero. That's all I'm saying. Like it ain't nothing that we get down and we handle our business, but let's not freeze up when it comes to hey, wait a second, man. We can we can get y'all too. Y'all demons, y'all steppers. Yeah, we can get on y'all too. You know what I'm saying? Cause when I be riding the bus sometime in the morning, every day, man, that Broadway and Lindell, man, it, it's our babies out there. Yeah. Smoking that shit free basin. I don't even know what the fuck they smoking, but they free basin some shit. Somebody said probably fentanyl or some pills or something. I don't know. Whoever yeah. be asking me for shit, I don't know what much say. You want some go fast? You got go? You got some up? I was what the fuck you mean? You look woke to me? <laughs> fuck is up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like oh, I guess somebody said yeah, crystal meth. I said that ain't what they out there doing. They said yeah, yeah, they wow. smoking everything, crushing it and smoking it on on ten for look like look like Pookie now. From the New Jack City and shit. They be in the open, though, like. so Off yeah, that it's dog like, food. You know, if we, it's like, really, we, we can't save everybody, but we got to get much people on board before we get the show rolling. You know, get our show together and get the train going, and whoever ain't on the train just left behind, man. We can't save everybody. Facts. You know? Facts. I feel teach you, your shorty, look, teach your shorties to shoot, teach your wife, whoever you love, how to grow shit, make sure everybody know how to break them down, clean them, put them together, and practice and practice and practice, because when you not go to the range, man, it's it's all of the future school shooters I be seeing, they take their kids there, young, shooting big shit, like, they yes. be shooting shit I ain't never shot, Fine. like, like, yeah, man. I just had to tap in, though, bro, man. Sending mad love to you. I've been waiting on y'all to do something big. Uh, I've been trying to fucking slide in nil messages, too. Like, bro, look, I got this idea. I want to do a black sound set, and I don't care about the legalities of it. I'm black. You can't take my culture. And if they got a problem, we could box about it. I don't got lawyers. So we can fight about whatever. You know what I'm saying? But that day and age of appropriation and, and not appreciation, that's over. The uh, what you call them? The uh, the, uh, the culture the vultures. Pimps. The culture yeah, vultures. The culture vultures. The poverty pimps. That's over. That that shit gets smashed. I'm I'm treating that like the op. Like now, I see that shit go on. It's like worse than the cop to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. shit. Got to fight, but I'm just fighting in different facets. But if it come to the physical, I'm all with it. I ain't shit. I'm gonna die anyway. You yeah. know, well, anybody that knows you, Nero, know you with the physical shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what? Well, what else I get? You know what I'm saying? I don't come from. I don't come from money. Yeah, I can make money. I know how to make money, but I don't, that ain't what what I'm known for. So why would I change and be different now? You know, I don't be getting people, man. It's like the, I thought the point was to get the bag and get the fuck out the way, but niggas want to get the bag and act like that's the thing to do, like. Bro, make, go make something happen. It cost like 500 bucks to get an LLC. These niggas go spend five, 600 bucks on the booth, on bottles, on clothes, on drugs, on hotel room, but they won't do shit. They can't even drop off $100 worth of water or food at a protest, but then complain about money they ain't got because they just tricked it off hoping to get pussy they never got. That's, 
your club life. I hate it. I hate all of this shit, bro. Yeah, that club uh, shit never it. got me. I I never got induced by the club shit. At an early age, I was like, eh, eh. That just yeah, seems like we a waste. Was burnt, look, we was burnt out before we was even old enough to go. Right. All facts. Of all of us. Yeah, because we did it at 15, 16. We was like, oh, that shit's old, fam. You know, so... Yeah, man. Hey, well, I thank I appreciate, I appreciate you. I just had to tap in with you real quick. I seen that you sent me the messages while I'm in the midst of doing my show. So I said, let me call my nigga and see what's going on. Yeah, for sure, man. Any other time, shit, if I know I just got to call and check in, check in, then I'll just be calling and check. You can look for it to me always calling, checking in, even if it's just, yeah, I like to give a shout out and run down all the names I know you by. I'm going to call and check in, man. <laughs> hey, hold up, Mel. Hey, don't be telling my listeners all my names, man. Now, they know me oh, as well, well, I, well, I ain't going to say the names. I'm going to just quote some of your old, some of the Monk album. I'm going to Call in with different quotes from different songs. There right? you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, anytime now, Nero, when you see me going live, just go ahead and uh tap in. I'll bring you in. All right. Love, bro. Happy you succeed, man. Love to you too, man. Good to see you too, Nero. All right, peace. Later. That's my nigga Nero, man. Wow. He was a young nigga that was wild, man. He was just so wild. We was coming up. Like he was skinny, but he was definitely with the shits, like action. Like if you had Nero with you, you know Nero was gonna be. He's not gonna really move a lot of things, but you know somebody gonna get hurt, nigga. Nero, get that nigga off me. Nero gonna get him off you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just good to, you know, what I'm saying tapping with my brother. He called in. Um, he's and that and that's what I wanted to say is that we don't have to necessarily change the world, but we do have to kind of put that energy out to people around us, right? Like if you see somebody with a MAGA hat on, you're just you're not you're gonna say something. That's my point. Black people, if some other nigga comes walking around with the MAGA hat on, somebody's going to be like, hey, nigga, what you doing? What the fuck? And question. We're going to question. Make you say something. Tell us. Why do you got the fucking MAGA hat on? But with black criminality, black death, black shit, it's like we just let a nigga stand right next to me that killed a nigga. You just killed a nigga? I'm not going to say anything? Get away from me. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, shout out to Nero. I'm trying to get more people, like I said, to call in. We're going to start building this thing up. By the end of the summer, I just want to have the hotlines just so fucking hot. Everybody calling. We're taking callers, having those good conversations. But, um, yeah, I just had to pod today. Come in, talk about a few things. What else? Did you guys see that Drake fucking followed some one of his trolls? Somebody was trolling him on Instagram. This nigga Drake went and followed this nigga's uh, girl. <laughs> fucking Drake. This nigga Drake went out and followed the nigga's girl and then Brought her to the show, flew her out, fucked her. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Allegedly. Uh, what else is going on? Roe versus Wade, abortions. Isn't that shit crazy? I thought that would be something that would never be overturned. Roe versus Wade. I thought forever that women would have the chance to choose. They get to choose. It's their body. It's like let them choose. But on the other hand, I do get the point that it should be a state's right. The states should have the right to say, hey. In this state, we do not approve or we do approve of abortion. That's a good that's a good point. It's a good point. Bitches, get out of Wyoming. If Wyoming is a state that does not let you decide, you know, the future of your whatever, fucking move. You know, I don't know. That is something I never thought would be overturned. And it's just weird that in this age of where it seems like um what's what's the word that I'm looking for? It seems like there's a lot of 
other entity, other entities involved in playing out what is going on with humanity. Like it seems like there are a bunch of major players that are kind of guiding and pushing humanity in this way. Humanity doesn't want to go that way. Humanity wants to go to the old way, but it's like there, you can feel that we're being pushed into this age of transgender, um, sexual fluidness, um, forgetting all the travesties that were hat that happened in the past, letting go of culture, making one culture. It's almost like this hip hop is going to be the one culture. There's too many cultures, black culture, Russian culture, white culture, American culture, Asian culture. We need one. And it seems like hip hop is going to be, but they got to take that black shit out. <laughs> we got to get that nigga shit out because it always, it'll kind of, if, if we keep the black shit in, it'll make it, it'll give grounds for black people to kind of huddle up around that fire. We don't want them huddling up around the fire. Dave Chappelle attacked on stage. Fucking Dave Chappelle, man. You guys see that? <laughs> fucking, you want to know what I think? I'm going to tell you guys what I think before we get off the show here. I think that fucking Jesse Smith paid that nigga. That nigga that jumped up on the stage looked like he was a friend of Jesse Smollett. I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> Hey, can you lock a nigga up because he looks like he's a friend of a nigga? If you can, I think that that nigga should be prosecuted to the umpt of the law because he looks like he could have been friends with Jesse Smollett. You know that Juicy Smollett don't like Dave Chappelle. And then the prop knife, like that prop gun knife looked like the same prop gun knife that was used on the set of, um, what is the show that he was on? <laughs> Empire. It looks like the same prop from Empire. Come on, man. I'm just going to say it. I'm putting it out there. I think that Juicy Smollett paid a fucking hit, uh, paid a fake hitman, paid a gay hitman, <laughs> paid a gay hitman to fucking try to take out Dave Chappelle. Juicy Smollett, man. Yeah, that fucking hit was orchestrated by Juicy Smollett. And also, you know that the LGBTQ powers that be are on board because they dropped all the fucking charges. Time out. You mean to tell me that in Hollywood, a fucking homosexual lunatic armed with a gun knife, armed with a fucking gun knife, that Juicy Smollett provided, this nigga can just jump on stage and fucking attack Dave Chappelle and there's no consequences to this shit? This nigga's gonna get a simple jaywalking fucking charge? Like, what the fuck is going on, man? I want this nigga hung. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, you should be hung, nigga. Walked out, put the noose around your neck, and just like they did Juicy Smollett, but this is real, nigga. You can't fucking run up and fucking attack Dave Chappelle. I see that this nigga's arm got broke. That ain't good enough. Fucking Jamie Foxx broke that nigga's arm. Crowdy style, nigga. But no, we want a public hanging. We want that nigga to be tarred and feathered, quartered. What the fuck? You can't jump on stage fucking with the fucking celebrities, fool. We have to dissuade this. This did not do that. The charges that this young man is going to face does not dissuade the next person from copycat from copycatting this fucking thing. And that's my point. When shit gets real, you want to like, if you try to assassinate the president, the the punishment has to be so severe that anybody else would be crazy to try to replicate this what do you want to replicate in 199 years underneath the basement in a furnace like i don't think i want to replicate that but when you have somebody get all the charges dropped i don't know i feel rainbow behind that i feel the rainbow flag behind the fact that this dude all his charges were dropped all of his charges were dropped this nigga just he's only gonna get a jaywalking and that's just because this you know he didn't wait for the light to change before he got on stage on stage this thing is gonna get a fucking jaywalking charge for attacking dave Chappelle on stage wow what a crazy time um thank everybody for coming into the podcast we had a great podcast today like i said the guest i'm gonna have a 
couple new guests on the show. We're going to have Mr. Neil on the show. Um, that's going to be a great conversation. We're going to bring we're going to bring niggas back to the SK van. Like when me and my, when me and Mr. Neil sit down and get to talking that shit, it's going to be it's going to be one of the ones. It's going to be one of the conversations that people constantly look at and be like, "Oh, damn, did you we're going to talk that shit." Oh my god, Kali Terry from Life Juices coming on also. Yes, and a couple other guests. So this is going to get real fun. Um, stay tuned. Don't forget, common sense is the best form of currency because it can be used anywhere. Click the links in the bios to get to all of my things, the Savoir Fair clothes, to get to the podcast, to get to the YouTube channel, um, to get to me on all my social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And like I said, this we're just getting started. I might pot again this week. I don't know. This was just me getting. Oh, and by the way. Like I say, I got to fill people in on what's going on in my life. Um, as far as me coaching, it's been tough. I won one game as a coach and lost like five in a row. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking one in five as a coach. And I got good players, but I just have to. I got a bunch of players that all play the same position. Like all my players are like guard kind of swing players. So I have to teach them different skills so they can be effective on different spots of the floor. They all want to be effective on the same spot, and that's behind the three-point line. <laughs> All the players on my team want to be effective from behind the three-point line, so I got to get them to learn in different positions. But anyway, we're one in five. I lost all three games last week. I was fucking mad. One of the one of the kids' parents came up to me, got all in my face and shit, and was mad. I thought I was going to have to get in a, in a scrap in front of the fucking kids. Like, damn, I don't want to do that, nigga. Come on, man. Black coach gets in a fight with white dad at the fucking school. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, now you fucking beating some fucking kid's dad up. Like, but anyway, uh, a couple parents were unhappy playing time and just learning the, you know, just learning the ins and outs of this coaching thing. The coaching part, just like anything, is not hard. If you if you're a teacher, it's not the kids that's hard. I learned that. If you're a teacher, it's not dealing with the kids that's the hard part. It's dealing with the other teachers, the adults. Anytime you're dealing with kids, it's always the adults. The kids can do fine. It's that fucking parents going to scream and it's that. So that's what I'm dealing with with culture. I had to just, I had to kind of put, I had to put it to the side. It kind of bothered me. I'm not going to front. I'm not going to lie. It kind of made me upset, but I had to put it to the back because I have a great group of kids and I don't want anything to bleed into our relationship, you know, as a coach, their relationship with me as a coach, I want it to be healthy and pure. Just because your dad or your mom is a little bit, eh, I'm not going to let that affect the fact that you're a great kid and I'm still going to teach you basketball to the best of my ability. Hopefully give you some weapons, some tools that you can go to your next. You're going to keep playing basketball. The next coach, you can bring some of these skills and it'll help you. That's my job. Uh, so I got that going on. Um, what else is going on in my life? My fucking son is fucking fucking up. My son is, but he's just growing up. That's what it is. He's, he's fucking up, but he's also just growing up. He's he's tiptoeing into young man land, right? And when you tiptoe into young man land, and you get hair on your balls, hair under your armpits, hair under you, and you just, it's a weird time. And so I'm doing everything that I can to make sure I steer my son in the correct direction. He's starting to act like a fucking teenager. That's all. That's what he's acting like, a teenager, fucking doing bad. He used to be such a great student like a great student now he's just a fuck up he's starting to mirror how i was in school i failed all my classes i failed everything but i also had a single parent mom i grew up with a single parent mom no dad in the house to check like 
My mom didn't get off work till fucking nine o'clock at night. She was too tired. She couldn't check my fucking homework and what she was too tired. So I flunked out of school because I did not have the skills and I didn't work on the skills necessary for what's the word that I'm looking for. Self-sufficient, independent. That's what I'm looking for. I didn't, I didn't develop my self-sufficient, independent skills until way too late in my life. Like my 25, 26, 27, 28 is when I started to really learn self-sufficient, independent skills. So I'm trying to stop him from doing that. I don't want him to wait till he turns 25, 26 to start learning that, hey, man, I have to be in control of my school. I have to be in control of my basketball abilities. I have to be in control of what goes in my brain, what comes out of my mouth. I'm in control of these things. My mom's not. My dad's not. My teacher's not. Nobody is. And so I'm trying to work on him and constantly get him to understand. And right now, he's suffering because of the freedom that we gave him. You know, the year of COVID, he had his phone. We kind of gave him freedom. And so now we're kind of pulling back on all of that freedom and kind of tightening up. Like right now he's on punishment. I had to kick him in his ass today. The motherfucker, yes, I kicked my son in the ass today because he lied to me three times. He lied to me three times in my face, looked me in my face. I came home from work today. I said, listen, you guys are with me. You guys are with me, so you're with Dad Simbali. I came home. He's, I can always tell when my son has a weird thing about, what are you doing, Sim- what are you doing, Simpson? Oh, Dad. I already did this. I did my work. I did this. I did this. I said, Simpson, so you did your hours worth of work that I just told you that you have to do every day. Hours worth of work on your Chromebook. You did that. Yes, dad, I did it. I asked him again, Simpson, did you do it? He said, yes, dad, I did it. I gave him another chance. I said, Simpson, you do not have to lie to dad. You don't have to lie to me. You can tell me Dad, I didn't do it. And it's fine. I'm not going to be mad at you. We'll just get on it. Do not lie to me. I hate when somebody looks me in my face and lies to me. Did you do your work? Yeah, Dad, I did it. I did it. I did it. Okay, fine. You can go outside. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Do your thing. Mom comes home. She has a different look on her face. She has a look like he didn't do it. His mom was looking at me as if he did not do what he said he did. So I ask her, wife, why do you have that look on your face? Not only does she inform me that he didn't do the work, this nigga lost his goddamn Chromebook. (sighs) What the fuck do you mean he lost his Chromebook? That shit's like fucking $1,000. He lost his Chromebook. The nigga lied to me three times. He's failing in school and he doesn't fucking seem to be worried about it. He seems to be fine with this shit. Like he's just going to keep saying, yeah, 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 and be fine. So guess what I had to do? I had to unleash the devils of the 300 gods on his ass today. Fuck him, motherfucker. Fuck is wrong with you. Shake this shit up. This is what's going to happen. This is your future. One, if you ever lie to me again. Two, if you ever lose $1,000 worth of shit. (laughs) Fuck. So that's my life. So now I'm in the process of trying to steer my son back on the road of self-sufficiency and independency. And fucking, he's immature is what it is. My son, like a lot of kids, he's not special. A lot of kids of his generation, a lot of kids of his generation got phones too fast. A lot of kids got cell phones and this fucking metaverse and PS4 in a crucial time normally when you would be going outside. Normally, when a kid in America would be going outside, playing with frogs, sticking his fingers up girls' coochies, sucking on titties, kissing girls, 
fighting, watching movies, looking at porno. Like this is the time when you're really figuring out what life is about. My son and a lot of other kids were watching fucking TikTok videos and YouTube videos and just stupid shit. So my son, uh, mature, mature wise, my son is like nine, nine, 10. That's where he got his phone at. So he's stuck in an arrested development. Does everybody know what arrested development is? Arrested development means whenever something crucial comes into your life that you become part of your, like, like weed. Arrested development. When you start smoking weed, you're going to stay there until you stop smoking weed. So I am the arrested development. I started smoking weed at the age of, what was I, 16, 17? So I am mature wise only 16 and 17 my body is stuck in arrested development at 16 17 now i'm a bad motherfucker obviously if i can do all of this at the mature wise of 16 17 holy shit but that's what arrested development is you stay stuck on where your growth thing is until you can catch up and grow so my son has arrested development at nine we gave him a cell phone he started to he got his ps4 he got his oculus so now all of that time, 9, 10, 11, 12, or 9, 10, 11, the crucial development to developing years, when he would be, like I said, out there fucking around, he was still being 9. And now at 12, he still has those tendencies and those habits and those behaviors of a 9-year-old because he has that, you see what I'm saying? So now he doesn't have any technology. Hopefully we can get this motherfucker caught up. That's the goal. I think it will usually happens like that get caught up very fast so that's where i'm at trying to get my son caught up mature wise so he can stop depending on his mom to wipe every fucking piece of shit out of his ass because he has to get he has to get out of that shit it's not healthy it's not healthy for a human being but definitely not healthy for a young black man to be reliant on his mama my mama will do it and if she don't then i ain't gonna get it done you're gonna be fucked up you're gonna be fucked up so yeah, he's grounded. He's fucked up. I'm losing as a coach, but I'm going to change that. We got practice tomorrow. We're going to run some fucking drills and start learning how to score in the paint instead of chucking up jump shots. So we'll change that. So yeah, this has just been a very, oh, my son. Oh yeah. <clears throat> fucking Corporal Max, the tank shooter. You guys know my son, Max. He came into town showing me fucking guns and shit. Rip my fucking fingers all up. Fucking military shit. God damn, Max. Yeah, this motherfucker is handing me guns and he keeps clicking and clacking and he keeps clocking and clicking and I'm trying to kick in and clack with him and I split my fucking fingers, two of them. I split both of my fingers to the fucking bone and I'm bleeding and he keeps handing me guns. I got a bloody hand. I'm like, Max, my left hand is fucking bloody. He's like, yeah, dad, here, look at the fucking AK and the SIG and look at the, the this. I'm like, Max, my hand is meat hanging off and there's blood. He's like, yeah, dad, just cock it with your teeth. Cock it with your other hand. Fucking Max. I'm not a goddamn Marine like you, motherfucker. I, I want to go home. I'm done. I need Band-Aids. <laughs> I need Band-Aids, motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, I love my son. God damn, that motherfucker is a military gunsmith, man. It keep handing me guns. And then it gets bigger. So now I crip my hand. I rip my hand open on a, I think it was a Glock 19X. I think I, oh no, it was a Kimber. I think it was a Kimber. See, all these guns are coming. Because, oh, no, it was an HK. I think it was an HK or it was a Kimber or it was one of them things. I ripped my hand open. And you think that my son would say, oh, my father has a ripped hand. Let's call it a night. No, 
he takes me over to the other bills and now we go to bills and he's handing me ar-15s and automatic shotguns <laughs> here dad can you put oh my god max fuck Anyway, all in all, it's a great time with my son. <laughs> I love that dude. He fucking he, he trips me out. He, people, I told him you don't remember. He was just a little kid sitting in the back talking about trains. I used to bring him to North Minneapolis to the hoods to the trap houses. I used to bring my son to crack houses and gang infested houses, and he would just go in there with his little iPad. I say, Max, go in the room and close the door. If you hear anything, just stay in there. <laughs> but just to see that little kid now. A fucking soldier, um, knowing how to do all the things he does, just fantastic. So yeah, uh, my son came in, hung out with him for Mother's Day. Um, my my wife and my mother all did a little event. Um, just it was it was a pretty good pretty good weekend. Other than I got my ass kicked, that was the bad part. Everything was great other than I got my ass kicked. Oh three, <laughs> I got the hat trick the bad way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to change all of that, though. We're going to change all of that. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on with me. Um, thank you for everybody out there. Like I say, the truckers. Thank you to the Lyft drivers. Um, these streams have been exploding. Um, I think it's Blurberry where I can see every one of my streams. I can see Spotify, Apple. I can see Anchor. I can see every platform that does podcasting, how I'm doing. And it's amazing. It is amazing. And I didn't realize how regional some of these platforms are. Like Spotify is big in the East Coast and down and a little bit down south. Apple is a West Coast. Um, it's, it's just when you look at the demographics and how things break. And I really thought that I wasn't as big as I am. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that only like 20 people were listening to me. But when I look at all of my streams, I'm like, God damn. People are listening to, do you know I got 10 people that listen to me in Lithuania? There's 10 people that are called regular listeners. I can break all this, these analytics down. I, that's what I do all the time. I come home or I'm on my phone and I'm looking at the analytics. Like who's fucking with me? Who's listening to me? Mostly women, mostly women. A lot of guys don't listen to me. Mostly women like me. Um, big in Lithuania. Got 10 people in Lithuania. Not big in Lithuania. I got 10 people in Lithuania. Very big on the East Coast. East Coast and down South, I am huge when it comes to America. Not too big on the West Coast. Not really a lot of West Coast people listening to me, but like in New York, in uh, down South, big. Um, Russia, I'm big. Shouts out to Russia. A little bit in the UK. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much how it goes. Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada fucks with me too. Canada. I think they just get a signal because I'm so close to them, but... Yeah, just learning the demographics, like I said, and figuring out who it is that likes me, and it's it's great, and that's what makes me want to come back and keep doing more episodes, when I know that there's like 3,000 people that are waiting, not 3,000, let's be honest, how many, there's maybe about 1,000, I say maybe about 1,000, almost 2,000 people that are like loyal listeners, that are like, because you can see the people that listen for like 10 minutes, you can see people that listen to 20 minutes, short listeners, and then you have this group that's called like the long listeners, what is it called, the forgot the name of it. It's like the people who listen to almost your whole shit. That's a big, that's a big number. That's like I said, I'm almost cracking in them almost 2000. So it makes me want to come do podcasts because I know somebody's waiting to click in here. It's hard to do podcasts when you feel like ain't nobody listening. I feel like nobody, I know none of my family members listen. 
I know nobody that I know that's connected to me is like, oh my God, except Nero. Shout out for Nero. He just came in today <clears throat> to the podcast today. We got to talk to him on the show, but not a lot of my family friends are like, oh my God, this nigga's about to drop. I got to listen. No, that's why I say whatever I want on my podcast because I know they don't listen to it. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I could talk about you, 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 because nobody's going to listen and say, Simba, you said that. Nobody listens except the people that support. Um, but, um, anyway, it gives me a sense of comfort to know that I can come here and just be myself, but it also makes me want to go even harder when I start finding out that I have more and more listeners. So, like I said, show yourself, um, come into those comment sections, um, come into the comment section on my social media platforms, make yourself known by the Savoir Fair, and then send me the pics. If you do buy the clothes, people out there, I've been noticing I've been getting a couple orders here and there, T-shirts. Um, somebody ordered a purple T-shirt in Wisconsin. Somebody ordered a purple T-shirt in Wisconsin. The purple Savoir Fair shirt is coming. But what I'm saying is take a picture and send me the picture so I can put it on my wall of waves. I want to have a whole wall of waves of people that wear my stuff. Okay, so get into it. Listen to that new Kendrick Lamar album. Great song. Did you know on the Kendrick Lamar album, he said that this is street culture that you'll be coerced into taking the charge, meaning that if you're in a car with a bunch of low-life gangbangers, you're in the back seat, and the police pull you over, the guy next to you puts crack under your seat and a gun under your seat. They search the car and find it under your seat. You know that it's part of culture, the culture, that you have to eat that charge. You can't say, hey, man, that was Tyrone's shit. And Tyrone won't raise his hand and say, hey, that was my shit. He's going to let you eat the fucking charge. And then when you go to jail... When you go to Pelican Bay or when you go to the shoe and you're sitting on a 15-year sentence, guess who's going to fuck your baby mom while you're in prison? Guess. The same guys that were in the car with you, who you did loyalty to. The same guys who you're going to be loyal to and do 15 years. Oh, my God. How old are you? How old are you? 22? So you won't get out to your, what, plus 15, 33. You're going to be in jail for 15 years. And you would think the guys that were in the car with you that put the dope under your seat and put the gun under your seat would have some loyalty towards you. No, they're going to fuck your baby mother while you're in prison. And then while you're mad because they're fucking your baby mother, you're going to get another call that says that your little cousin was just killed by the nigga that was driving in the car because your little cousin was selling weed. So the nigga that was driving got jealous and killed your little cousin for the game. And you have to be okay with all of this. This is the shit that Takashi 69 was like, man, you want me to be loyal to this shit? <laughs> Takashi 69 was like, man, this shit, man? Come on now. You can't ask me to be loyal to a bunch of cockroaches, nigga, that'll do anything. Fuck you, man. Freedom. Nigga, tell him, nigga. <laughs> Ali Ali Oxen free. <laughs> uh, let me get out of here, you guys. Um, like I said, I got a bunch of new guests coming on. We're gonna have a great time. I'll make sure to put that call-in number. You guys gotta call in, man. This is... This is slowly turning into one of the livest podcasts, and it's going to get even better the more that people call in and we can actually put our theories to work. Um, like I said, don't forget common sense is the best form of currency because it can be used anywhere. I am out, people. I'm going to bed. I'll holler at you guys next week.